0: Hello get out there in Birdland. It's uh, Anson Tebbets along with... Uh, Chip
1: Darmstadt.
0: And Chip, uh, back from your big trip, you went on a big birding trip. You went uh, quite far, a couple thousand miles, right?
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 4,800 miles. So we averaged about, uh, yeah, a little under 400 miles a day. A lot of driving and so many awesome birds uh well worth the 100 hours in the car
0: yeah. 4,800 miles 100 hours in the car but plenty of birding i think the last time we checked with you uh last week you were in um uh, you were in north dakota and i think you're about ready to hit a u-turn and come home so uh, how was the trip home
1: yeah big year u-turn <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were uh yeah when we were last week. Uh, we were in Kelly's Slough, National Wildlife Refuge, uh, near Grand Forks, North Dakota uh, uh, with two of my kids, Charlie and Sam. And yeah, at that point, uh, after we spoke, we started heading south, um, did some more birding in North Dakota, but then uh, got into South Dakota a bit and Iowa and eventually Illinois, Indiana, back in Ohio. So we did a big a big lollipop home. <laughs>
0: So I've been to Iowa a couple of times and I'm always fascinated about how windy it is in Iowa.
1: Yeah. You know, it was my first time in Iowa, this trip. And I got to say, I gained such an appreciation for the natural beauty of the Midwest on this trip. I had never explored West of Ohio, except way West, like California, Wyoming. So, uh, you know, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, so many beautiful natural areas. And yes, uh, oftentimes very windy, especially those wide open areas. I think Iowa, maybe we've probably encountered the most kind of open areas, very developed for agriculture, of course. Um, But also these little gems, uh, natural areas, some national wildlife refuges, in Illinois, there's a beautiful uh, national prairie preserve, tall grass prairie preserve. So uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pretty intensive agriculture, um, very flat for the most part in many places, but so
0: much natural beauty and so many wonderful birds. Um, when you were when you were doing this trip, were you were you spontaneous or did you have certain areas that you really wanted to uh, to hit with some of these um refuge etc
1: yeah we you know we a little of both we had planned out the first half of the trip in in pretty good detail you know through michigan you know originally uh, the goal was to uh see kirtland's warbler in its nesting habitat in the jack pine forests of michigan and then the plan after that was pretty loose we basically would pick a spot on the map that we wanted to head to uh, either where certain bird species nested, like chestnut-colored longspur, or uh, the prairie preserve in Illinois we knew we wanted to go to. So we, we'd figure out where we were going to camp or motel the, the, uh, as we were driving in that direction. A little stressful at times. Uh, we couldn't find camping Memorial Day weekend. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it worked pretty well being spontaneous and going with the flow.
0: So we're talking about uh, Chip's uh, trip to the to the Midwest and as far as North Dakota, South Dakota um, working his way back through Illinois, Iowa. So what did you see in Iowa? Is there anything in Iowa that that struck you that was uh, something new and different?
1: Oh, you know, we didn't spend, we only had part of the day in Iowa. Um, So, uh, you know, it's funny, a lot of the same birds that we have here at home, in Illinois, I'd say we noticed a bigger difference in the avifauna. You know, so you see a lot of the same species, Canada goose, um, red-winged blackbirds, grackles. But uh, in Illinois, there were some really intriguing differences. Uh, I mentioned this National Prairie Preserve. I'm not sure even how it's pronounced. I, I, it looks like it's spelled Midowin, and perhaps that's how it's pronounced. Anyway, there were nesting bells vireo. It, it looks like uh, a lot like our warbling Vireo or Philadelphia Vireo, and that's about as far east as um, you get Bell's Vireo. Uh, there's nesting henslow sparrow that we found in Illinois at a couple of different spots. There's a wonderful place called goose Goose Pond uh, state Park where there, we got to watch Henslow Sparrow singing away from a, a weed stalk. Uh, that's a species that we don't have here in Vermont. They occasionally show up in New York. Uh, and a long time ago, back in the 70s, they did nest in Vermont. But as we lost more of our grassland and pasture land, and more and more forested areas came into Vermont, uh, we lost a lot of those more western species. Good there stuff. Those were a couple of birds that we saw only in Illinois. And Dick Sissel, uh, I don't know if you remember last fall, there was a dick that showed up at Waterbury Reservoir. Uh, it's, a, it's a Midwestern sparrow-like bird. It's very pretty. It kind of looks a little, little bit like a meadowlark with yellow on the chest and a black bee, uh, but chestnut-colored um, wing patches. Uh, it's a really gorgeous bird. In Illinois, it's very preserved. They were everywhere. I think we counted two dozen or more singing males. Just, you know, every you know couple steps, you'd hear another dick sizzle.
0: Good stuff. Chatting birds, uh, Chip's uh, trip, and uh, we're, gosh, we're right into um, first week of June here, so things are changing a little bit. Um, we've got some heat. We've got some, uh, we had some cold weather while you were away, but uh, we had a little bit of rain, so we've had a little bit of everything, but everything is really uh, quite uh, quite green, but it's dry in some spots, of course, but uh um, certainly, uh, uh, birding is, uh, at its peak right now in Vermont and across, uh, across the country, as Chip's been talking about. One bird I'm hearing in Vermont now a lot right now is the, um, uh, is the indigo bunting. The indigo bunting is, uh, singing like just crazy right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Almost constantly throughout the day. Yeah, that's a, a bird that we probably saw in every state. Indigo bunting is, uh, a really widespread species, um, And just, you know, one of these birds that just blows your socks off when you get to see one. Because they're easier to hear than see, but that blue is so intense. Uh, And that bird is, you know, on territory now. A lot of birds are, you know, probably having on eggs, have even fledged young, like some of the robins around here. But, uh, yeah, that's a bird, Anson, that was fun to see what birds like indigo bunting. We saw in almost every state we visited, and that, that was definitely
0: one of them. Good stuff. The indigo bunting. Um, When I think of the Midwest, sometimes I think of uh, birds of prey. Do you see any good birds of prey along the way?
1: We did. um, We Lots of red-tailed hawks, just like we have here in Vermont. One bird we were looking for in particular uh, was Swainson's hawk, which we did see. Um, It's a Western raptor. Um, it's, It's very distinctive. They have a they kite a lot when they hike. They, they kind of stall in the air and hunt almost like a harrier. Um, so very different hunting strategy from red-tailed hawk. And they have this brownish hood and a white breast. And the wings, the wing pattern is very interesting. They have whitish primaries and secondaries. And then ordering the, the leading edge of the wing, it's brown. So a very distinctive pattern. So Swainson's hawk is a, a, a Western nesting species um, You know where we saw one. You know, I don't think they nest, but they're migrating at this time, so that was pretty exciting to see uh, migrating Swainson's hawk. We were looking for Ferruginous hawk, which is another western species. We did not see, uh, but then you know some of our the species we get in, out in, in the east here: Cooper's hawk, Sharpshin hawk, lots of harriers, northern harriers everywhere because there's lots of grasslands, lots of wetlands. Mm-hmm.
0: No luck finding a barn owl, though.
1: No luck finding a barn owl. Yeah, we, you know, they're pretty scarce in the Midwest, unless you get kind of the southern part of the Midwest. Um, that's what bird we were looking for alerts that would uh, kind of tell us where to go, but didn't see any. Uh, maybe our, our biggest adventure was looking for yellow rail. It's a, a species, a very cryptic, nocturnal species, like barn owl. They nest in um, prairie wetlands and bogs, uh, especially in Canada, Manitoba. That's the place to go. But yellow rail is, you know, it's only a little bit longer than a sparrow. They're, they never come out of the out of the sedges and cattails. And at one point, we in Wisconsin, we were uh, got up at three thirty a.m., drove about a half hour to this wetland area and uh listened for their call they, it sounds like they're tapping it's almost like if you had two pebbles and you were tapping them together um that's the extent of their vocalizations uh, so it was an early early morning uh 29 degrees when we got there it was very cold in the marsh and we didn't hear the yellow rail but we got to hear the marsh waking up you know barred owl and great horned owl were singing when we got there and by the time we left you know, the red and blackbirds were singing in the marsh wrens and the sedge wrens and uh, it's it's really a wonderful experience being in the marsh you know at daybreak when things are just waking up so even if you don't find what you're looking for it's you know it's always wonderful to be in a wetland in spring because there's so much going on
0: and I love your your commitment, 3.30 in the morning on your vacation um, at, <laughs> at 29 degrees. That is, you're, you're committed, so um, you get lots of good points for that, you and your family.
1: We were on a mission, for sure.
0: All right. We have, um, we've run out of time. Actually, we've gone over time a little bit. But uh, great to hear about the trip to the Midwest with Chip. We'll be back uh, next week talking about birds. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds.